1: Welcome back to another episode of podcast on Fifth Ave. She's Taylor Haas. I'm Julianne Pelosi and we are back again, baby. And we are going to be taking some questions today. But uh, Big T, my girl, you just got back from Halifax. I mean, how cool was that getting to see uh, Sidney Crosby playing in his hometown in Cole Harbor? Uh, what were some of the takeaways there? Uh, what really stood out to you and how grateful did Sid seem to be there?
2: Yeah, Halifax, cool town. I mean, that would actually be like a really cool vacation spot. I didn't know what to expect, but I mean, there's like a whole boardwalk area. There's a lot to do there. Um, Sid, he, he, you could tell how happy he was to be home that oh. whole trip. And I mean, his whole family, um, his coaches, they, I mean, because the Penguins say like an off day there, they had an evening before the off day, then uh, a practice. I mean, we were in Halifax a long time. Um, when they had their off day, the the Crosby's family and his old coaches organized a scavenger hunt for the players, and which really just kind of took them on a tour of
1: Halifax. Um, you which tell Gino probably had, was not a participant, like right? No,
2: oh no, he was participating, and he was like, "I need to win this. Like, I need to be the best at Sidney Crosby." Uh, totally normal thing, but like uh the but so before we went to Halifax I talked to Crosby one-on-one for a bit and I asked him like mm-hmm. just about the town and then I asked him like what are your two favorite restaurants so he gave me his two favorites so I went there um I went to both and I wrote about it and it was pretty cool I feel like that was like the most well-received thing I did up there that's um, really and, cool
1: sorry yeah, Taylor, I, I haven't read it yet <laughs>
2: <laughs> I I mean, I I'll If anyone wants to find it um, But I, I, got, I did get a lot of comments Of people asking to make that like a regular feature On the road um, So like if we go to another player yeah. Or somewhere where like a player played a long time um, Ask them for their favorite like local spots I, I would love to do that I probably can't do it with everything Like well, I, we go to Buffalo um, Tomorrow I'm not going to ask like Chad You can Rude. ask me well, I could ask you, uh, you know, <laughs> like, what are your favorite, because we play there, <laughs> what are your favorite like, spots and write about those, but um, if you're just now joining us, we're we're taking questions, mm-hmm. uh, YouTube or Facebook, if you leave them in the comments, we can see them, um, we're going to put them on the screen, we'll be doing this for probably like, what, half an hour, uh, we got one already. Ramblin' Man. Is this the
1: one we're rolling with now? Can you give your NHL roster predictions? I'm confused as to why we waived Nylander, but I hope Harkins makes the team. Uh, Big T, we kind of talked about this a little bit last week and with Nylander, like how he could... Maybe maybe he will, maybe he won't. Uh, So what do you think?
2: Yeah, so they put him on waivers um, today. We'll find out if he clears Friday. I... I mean, it, he just wasn't one of the best thirteen forwards, so that really wasn't surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw, I saw the tweet. It was like oh, it was like a meme today, and it's like, "Hey, just It was from Jay Fresh. he does, he does like sad stuff, and it was like, um, <laughs> no. like just a word of advice. Uh, all every NHL team GM doesn't overvalue your career minor league twenty five year old player the way you do. Um, I, I don't think Neilander's going to get cleaned. Um, and I'm really not right. surprised that he, he wasn't one of the 13 because um, they're going to carry an extra forward. We talked about it last week. Um, Zahorna has really seemed to set himself apart. Mm-hmm. Um, Austin Wagner seemed to set himself apart. Nylander was up there. I don't, I don't think he was ahead of those two guys. And then um, rambling Man, he brings up Harkins. They claim Jensen Harkins from the Jets. Uh, he seems to automatically be one of the front runners. Uh, he didn't earn a spot out of just camp. Obviously that's why they put him on waivers. Penguins claimed him. Um, I saw people saying like, oh, well, obviously they claimed him for wilkes They can't send him down to wilkes Um, it's NHL or bust because he would have to go on waivers again. Um, and if they were to do that, the Jets could take him back if they were the only claim and put him in their AHL affiliate. So basically, it's um, next to no chance he has been in barre Harkins, um, good to a hard-nosed forward. A lot of energy. Seems like the perfect fit for the bottom six. Um, split last season between the NHL and the AHL. Um, 22 games in Winnipeg. He played 44 in the AHL with the Manitoba Moose in those 44 games, he put up 25 goals, 25 assists, which uh, pretty... I mean, that catches your eye. It's better than what Nylander was putting up down there. So, uh, I mean, the Penguins have one more preseason game tomorrow. Uh, we'll probably see Harkins play in that one, and uh, it's really... This, this is really like a tryout for him. I mean, if he isn't one of the 13, then they just put him on waivers again, and Winifred probably takes him back, but uh, as far as my predictions, is it still Zahorna so for you? It's still Zahorna. Uh, I love Zahorna. I love. Uh, he's just a totally different player from when we saw him last, before he got wave last year, um, and they lost him to Calgary. Um, his conditioning is so much better. I mean, they're using him on the PK, and he was great on the PK last night. Um, that's a big. That's a big development for him. Yeah, really um, is. Yeah, I mean, he's been putting up the points, um, both in the scrimmages and in a couple preseason games. Maybe you'd like to see him be more physical for his size because he is giant um, and he doesn't quite play like it. But um, I I think he'd be a great fit in the bottom six. And he is someone that I think you can move up to the top six if you absolutely need to due to injury. Mm -hmm. Um, Up there a little bit seem to look okay on, on walk and swing. So.
1: And also with the physicality issue, I mean, it's the preseason, you are trying to make the team and granted you want to show some of that physicality, what you can bring to the game, but the Penguins already know what he can bring. So, yeah. I, you know, that's kind of not something you want to show off while you're trying to stay healthy enough to make an NHL roster. So, um, you know, it might be a little different in the regular season for Zahorna if he makes the team, I would think. Yeah, just move on all right Emil Boris oh this is one of my childhood best friends Big T Uh, (laughs) our dads played at pit together Um, I have two questions how long do you think it will take the power play to kick a click (laughs) and uh, how did you get (laughs) the nickname Big T
2: I like keeping
1: the big T thing a
2: secret. It's our thing. It's our thing. It, Everybody yeah, yeah, told Emil. He knows the answer. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a mystery. I one of the ushers at, at PPG Paints. to didn't stopped me and he was like, oh, I love this show. And he asked me that. <laughs> I told him. I told him the story. I he, mean, knows. he knows where it comes yeah. from
1: it's not anything bad but i like it's it's funny i like well your mother day. did send me a dm and say should i be concerned by taylor's big t and i was like literally no but I like you I should be concerned her. about a lot of other things now <laughs>
2: yeah. i thought i told her uh
1: that's <laughs> the first, question. <laughs> first uh, question
2: uh yeah the I power, play, power play clicking yeah because the preseason hasn't looked great right I think if you look at the sealers, that's an example of like, you can't put too much stock into the preseason. Right? <laughs> that's, a great having... e- that's a great example. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, it just takes some time. Um, Crosby kind of talked about that today. How, uh, about, but yeah, the preseason, t- preseason is a totally different animal. Um, I, I think it'll come along. I, the thing I've noticed about, the power play that has been um, a positive is there's a whole lot more movement than I think we saw like all of last year combined. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is Eric Carlson taking the shots from the point because he's creating rebound opportunities is that's creating movement. And when you have, I mean, cause the top power play is Latane, Carlson, Sid, Gino, Raquel, when you have guys like that, um, and there's a lot of movement it causes them to rely on their instincts a lot more. And that's when the power play is good. Um, because you have the star power like that and you want them to use their instincts. Like when the power play was bad last year, it's like no one was moving at all. And they weren't even getting like opportunities. Um, I, and again, even the preseason, they haven't had that many games together in the preseason. They have addressed their stars, not many games. They're definitely going to do it tomorrow. Um, Maybe because tomorrow it is like a real dress rehearsal, that's when I'd start. Um, against the Buffalo I, Sabres, should against, I put a dollar in the Sabres? Sabres, <laughs> <them> Sabres. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, tomorrow I'd maybe pay a little more attention to it than, than we normally do. Um, just because it is like a real dress rehearsal, but um, I mean, you look at like the, sh- the shot, the rate of shot attempts Eric Carlson was getting through for. The sharks last year and it's just like so far and above what Chris Letang and, and Jeff Petrie were doing, mm-hmm. court- quarterbacking the two units here. Um, I mean that has to that has to help something. And- so I
1: we got to bring up Jake Gensel too I mean how soon is he going to be able to be back but we're going to take a break here right now on podcast on 5th Ave Big T and I are going to be talking about Jake Gensel and uh, how much that power play first of all misses him and uh, how soon he could be back Uh, Taylor you can talk about what you've seen in practice from him All right, we'll be right back with podcast on 5th Ave All right. Welcome back to podcast on fifth Ave. Taylor Haas and Julian Palusi here. And, uh, Taylor, we were just talking about the power play. Jake Gensel, uh, right now in the preseason, not a part of that. He's dealing with an injury right now. Um, have you seen him skating? What are you seeing out of him? Um, pre practice or during practice? Uh, how, what do you think this timeline is? Well,
2: See, I mean, he could play in the opener. So you go back to when he Mm. had his ankle surgery um, over the summer. It sounded like he was going to be out a month, maybe two, based off the timeline. Uh, And then when Kyle Dubas spoke over the summer, he said, like, maybe around five games, which was, like, great news. that he could miss only five games. And then so Gensel, he's he's been skating uh, on his own. Uh, since training camp started, like before our pra- before the practices, and then mm-hmm. uh, maybe like a week ago, he rejoined in an on-contact capacity, the full skate, and then the last two practices, he's been a, f- a full participant, full contact. Um, and so last, so we're recording this Thursday. Today, uh, he actually started rotating in on the... Um, five on five in the lines and then also the power play. So the line combinations they were using when it looked like Jake wasn't maybe going to be back um, Mm -hmm. for a while, you know, sits on the top line. They had Raquel and Jake spot on the left side, Rust on the second, on the, on the right wing, then Walken um, centering the second line, Riley Smith on the left. And then they had been rotating guys on the right. Today, They moved Raquel because Raquel can play both sides really. He's comfortable on both sides. They moved him down to Malkin's wing on the right. Russ is still up top. And then they have Jake rotating on the left with Drew O'Connor, which to me indicates that Jake is either going to be ready to start the season or not miss that much time. Because Drew O'Connor is kind of like he would, I mean, he's not going to be there full time. Um, Mm -hmm. It feels like he's kind of a filler he could definitely step into that kind of role and um, I'll probably hold his own for, for a couple of games, um, but he's not like a long-term option. So to me, the fact that they're like, okay, put Raquel back down on the second line, it seems like they're planning like long-term, like this this is what the lines are going to be. Um, but yeah, I mean, the fact that Jake is practicing rotating uh, on the lines and the power play <laughs> I mean, the season starts is really a good thing to see. Yeah, right. The, the season starts October 10th. They have two more full practices before then. Like he's definitely not playing tomorrow in the preseason game, but and then they have a day off um, Saturday and Sunday, Monday, they practice. He could, he has, he could have two full practices. He could be ready for the opener. And if not, then they have two practices after that. And then they go to DC I, I, I would expect him to play the opener or maybe the second game because if you look at the like the five game timeline, that would be three more weeks
1: from now. He's I don't there's no way he needs three weeks. You think so, he looks at ready? Do you think he looks sharp yeah. skating and fresh and Yeah. I mean he's been he's been
2: skating um, for a while. Contact, two practices. There's really not that many more steps. Um, especially right. knowing that like if you just look at like the way guys normally come back from injuries, they'll maybe practice like three times with contact or so three, four times and then they'll get back in. Yeah. With two more practices to go, he could, um, he could get in uh, the opener. I would not be surprised to see him in the opener. So we have more questions.
1: Oh, we do have another question from Brian, Julian and Taylor. I love watching. Thanks, Brian. Oh, no, he loves watching hockey on TV. Not us. Never mind. (laughs) 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 However, the knock on hockey is that it doesn't translate to a wide audience on TV. What do you think that the NHL could do to better up the TV appeal? Uh, Gosh, I mean, for starters, I think that ESPN has had a couple of growing pains uh, taking over uh, most of the NHL coverage. But I I think that they're learning, you know, ways to make it better. Um, I think the product like this past playoff was a lot better than their first one that seemed like a little like okay like are we (laughs) and they kind of know who their talent is and who they want to be there but yeah how do you kind of grow it into a wider audience and how do you include more people and how do you um get people that aren't like a that are just, like, not even not even casual hockey fans to watch. Um, I would say, for starters, somebody should start dating, dating Taylor Swift when she and Travis Kelsey break up. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: Trevor Zegers. <laughs> NFL. <laughs> <Like, laughs> Trevor Zegers is dating as Emilio's sister. I feel like that's a little too uh, young mm-hmm. for... Uh, exactly. That's, like, a little... That's like TikTok. That's like Gen Z. That's Gen Z. So for getting like the Gen Z So that's not my thing. No, it's not mine either. I hardly know who but I mean they got like a reality (laughs) show. I think I like who. I don't know. They have a reality show. Does someone date a
1: Kardashian or is that like strictly NBA? Uh, Well, Reggie Bush dated uh, Cam, right?
2: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but i mean but the
1: people like trevor zegers marketing the personalities um oh yeah absolutely. yeah absolutely and it's like how do you do that more and you know i think actually sid has done a lot first of all sid grows the game so much i talked to um last year at the scouting combine uh logan cooley and uh you know one of the he's probably i think the earliest kid drafted out of pittsburgh yeah ever so I asked him you know how did you get so into hockey being from Pittsburgh and of course like Sidney Crosby is the answer because and and that's so wild to be like talking to kids that age that are like oh yeah I grew up with Sidney Crosby like when I was a tyke and I was like Mm -hmm. okay well I was almost done with high school (laughs) um um, no I I think that like when you talk to somebody like Logan Cooley you know he's like oh I grew up going to Sidney Crosby's camps and um how much it taught him about the game and how much it taught him that like, yeah, a kid from Pittsburgh absolutely can have these skills, gave them the resources to become a really great hockey player. And Oh my gosh. I mean, have you seen some of the things he's done in the preseason. Like this kid is ready. Like he is so ready. And, um, I mean, his upside is huge, but like, he's already like close to his upside, I think. And, um, but anyways, I, I think Sid has done a better job lately. Um, that he's become just such a face in this league of um, being a little more down to earth, being a little more relatable um, instead of just hockey, 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 hockey um, throw pucks in my dryer. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that having your stars um, be a little more relatable and like Trevor Zegers absolutely brings that to the table. He is so electric. He has such a, big and kind personality that um, I think draws fans in, but like, you need more of those people like the Hughes guys, like they're like, you know, those that's another brand of players and them being the brothers, like people love the Watts in the NFL, like you got the Hughes. And um, so I, th- I think that's part of it. I think it's a lot of how are you marketing the players more than the actual broadcasts.
2: Yeah. Speaking of uh, the dryer, we were talking about the Halifax Stripper earlier and the, the scavenger they yeah. did. The dryer like, came out, right? <laughs> it's not like the dryer, because the dryer is in like the Nova Scotia Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, uh, his parents gave that away. They could have sold it for so much on eBay. Yeah, <laughs> so th- there is a dryer. Um, and uh, people, it's like a misconception that... Crosby child Crosby was shooting into the dryer he wasn't doing that he had a net but like when he would miss the net the dryer's behind the net so like that's how the dryer got so ding oh but like they definitely play up the like he was shooting into the dryer like he would his rookie year when like Jay Leno and Jay Leno's having him shoot into the dryer
1: um oh my gosh he did that his rookie year did he yeah. say a word <laughs> I, mean, he, I mean, at that point, he had like twenty word per season limit. <laughs> like, I mean, so. but um, but then so the scavenger hunt they did.
2: Uh, part of it was like they had to shoot in into this dryer. Um, and I know like Eric Carlson got it on the first try, and he was bragging about it. Chris got it on the first try. Um, I talked to Ricardo Kell. He's like, it took me two tries and it's like two tries. And he's like, look, if I would have had like my stick with my curve, I would have gotten oh, one try.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: But uh, yeah, shooting into the dryer. That was, uh, that was part of it. Malkin took a picture with, the, with
1: that. I dryer. saw that on uh penguin's Twitter. Also saw or, uh, on their Instagram. And then also saw him saying, uh, why are they yelling Crosby, Crosby, Crosby? <laughs> like, what about Malkin? Tristan Jari's here. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was
2: um, so funny. I mean, the <laughs> practice they did at uh, Crosby's childhood rink in Cole Harbour. That was very cool. Uh, but I mean, the, the place was packed with fans, and they had a, um, a youth clinic after. So after the practice, all the players broke up and did different community things, um, and the whole coaching staff plus. Crosby Malkin Jari and then Ryan Graves because Graves is also a Nova Scotia guy um they had a youth clinic but yeah that's when all the kids are chanting like we want Crosby we want Crosby <laughs> uh, even like after you know because there's a media availability after we get to talk to everyone um you're supposed to like talk to sit out in like the hallway but like PR had to move it into like one of the locker rooms because you couldn't hear anything because the kids are oh, saying. Oh, that's adorable yeah nonstop. but yeah I, it was cool um, I mean like all the players stopped and signed autographs for the kids even like management uh, Sullivan stopped and was signing autographs Kyle Dubas, uh, Jason Spezza uh, there were a couple of fans there in, like, Leafs jerseys, and, like, they started chanting Jason Spetz's name. Um, <laughs> Kyle, but then, like, Kyle Dubas was, like, getting in on it, and, like, it, like clapping and, like, you know, getting the fans hype. So um, everyone had a lot of fun there. Did you sign uh, anything Big T? I did not. But it's to happening. get back to, to Brian's question about, I think, like, what ESPN and TNT have started to do goes a long way to you know increasing the tv appeal like mm-hmm. you, when you you know they're on nbc sports you look at like the, the the hosts they had on there and like
1: keith jones is not i don't think a big draw. it was just a little dry yeah but then like, like a, you like like you overcooked your chicken like was like a little like yeah
2: well even like jeremy roenick who was like a a name that maybe people know in in the U.S. I don't know if like maybe young fans do, but even him, it, it was very much like dinosaur hockey talk. <laughs> but then you look at like TNT and they have like Henrik Lundqvist and Paul I Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky isn't like the I don't think the greatest like TV host, but, but it's Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, it's Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> uh, and what well, ESPN has like Mark Messier. Um, they've had like women. Um, I think like Hillary Knight has done a couple of of things on there. Um, I say I don't really watch the TV broadcast, so like I'm not I'm not really the person to answer this. I'm not really like advocates um, I but, have a uh, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, we're gonna, I'm, I'm done. I have a little
1: tidbit to share about uh, Wayne Gretzky from my aunt, who does not watch hockey and she does not listen to our podcast. Thank God, but. Uh, <laughs> we were at the u.s open when it was here and it was the one that dustin johnson won and of course uh wayne's daughter paulina is married to dustin johnson and uh so the woman that was there was a vip tent and my aunt and uncle were in it and uh the woman that was checking everybody's badges to make sure that they were you know in the vip tent um she had to use the restroom. And so my aunt's like, Oh my gosh, I got this. Like, just hand me your scanner. I got, I got you. I've been here for a couple of days, like no problem. So this man comes up without his badge. And my aunt's like, I'm sorry, I can't let you in, cannot <laughs> let you in. And he he just says, okay, well, I'll just find a way to get a badge. And she's like, yeah, if you don't have a badge, I can't let you in. <laughs> and he comes back with the badge and it says Wayne Gretzky on it. He, he tried to say like my son-in-law is one of the players or one of the golfers nope like she was like it was a stickler my Aunt Kathy So shout out to you Aunt Kathy I, I, there's no way she's listening so not a hot yeah. gal that's,
2: that's funny but yeah I mean I yeah, just went TNT I, I think TNT especially TNT seems to have more fun um, just from what I have seen, like the, the intermission shows, they yeah. do. Um,
1: they add a lot to like, yeah, more than just like run of the mill broadcasting. But like, I think at the end of the day, it really does just come down to the players and their likability and how, how well the NHL markets them. I mean, yeah. but I think ESPN and TNT are doing a great job. Yeah, I'm gonna take a take another break here. Yeah, let's take another break here. And uh, coming up, we're going to talk about some of the Penguins roster moves this week. And uh, Taylor, um, we need to find out who won the scavenger hunt. Do you know?
2: No, I, I don't know. They were uh, Malkin in the video the Penguins put out was chanting like, like, we best, we best with his They you know, they were little groups. The was with like Jari, Ross, O'Connor, and Estroza. So I don't know who won.
1: Um, I, I guess we can't that. tease ahead to that then, but we can tease <laughs> to some roster moves and tell you that Mulkin really wanted to win. We'll be right back with more podcasts on Fifth Ave. Stay with us. Welcome back to Podcasts on 5th Ave. Taylor Haas and Julianne Palusi, And uh, Taylor, uh, I don't know if we've talked about that you were in Halifax this week. and Or was it last week? Gosh, what oh, day is it? Oh, you are so cool. That is so touristy. You are so I know. I've, I bought it on the boardwalk.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that makes it ten times worse. <laughs> it's like having a Wildwood, New Jersey t-shirt. No, like, it's, in Maryland. Do we
2: be sure? it's canadian money it's, it's i feel it didn't feel real like
1: i don't know the conversion no, it does not living right outside of canada i never felt like that guilty i would go get my hair done nails done i never felt that guilty just <laughs> exchange rent wasn't that bad. well
2: yeah i don't it, I, I know it's definitely like less and i also don't know what it is so like this was like 30 canadian i'm like you know that I have I no have idea.
1: idea. That's probably $22 yeah. if I had it's to guess. Real. <laughs> really. It's not real. So, yeah, so if you spend in Canada, you're not really spending. Exactly. <laughs> i used to always pick up like uh like good like jewelry for on air at the duty-free shop yeah like on my way back from toronto like Heck
2: yeah just like
1: good on-air jewelry that's real cheap and then it's also not real money when you spend every time <laughs> so um but also in halifax uh pio joseph playing against his brother for the second time in the nhl did you get a talk uh chance to talk to pio i did um Pia Joseph
2: and Matthew Joseph. I think that is my favorite rivalry in the <laughs> NHL <laughs> because it it you know it goes back obviously their whole lives, but like when they were playing against each other, like going back to when they were in juniors. Um, the first time they played against each other in juniors in the QMJHL. Um, I talked to Pia about this, like when he was in Moose Bay. And he said, the first time they played each other, Matthew punched him in the face. They were in, like, a scrum a little in front of the, in front of the net. Matthew decked him in the face. Uh, so, and then, like, I remember, so they played each other once at the AHL level when Matthew was in Syracuse and Pia was in Wolvesbury. And um, they ended up in the penalty boxes at the same time, not for anything against each other. It was like one was in there, and then 10 seconds later, the other joined them. And the entire time they're in the box, they're standing up in the boxes, yelling at each other, screaming, (laughs) arguing about who knows what. Um, So the first time they played each other at the NHL level was last year, um, like January. And so I talked to Matthew before the game there, and I asked him about the junior story. I was like, Pia says you punched him in the face. Um, And he's like, whoa, whoa. He's like, no, he's like, P-. He was like, he was, you know, scrum from the net. He's like, Pio was holding on to me and I wanted oh, to get okay. him off of me because mm-hmm. I was worried that he was going to get hurt by like hanging on to me in the middle of his scrum. So Matthew's like, so I yeah, had, mom- had to punch him. Uh, <laughs> and then I'm sure everyone oh, gosh, remembers. That's funny. Yeah. There's such like big brother, little brother energy. Um, I'm sure <laughs> everyone remembers. How long part the- Do you know? I think like oh, two years be- yeah. um like oh three, yeah two
1: three that's like very somebody's drop kicking the other one over the couch like in a just regular yeah. daily argument type of energy yeah two years yeah. apart their,
2: their <laughs> mom I, I interviewed their mom before the game last year and she told me that like Matt, matthew's the older one um yeah he was like he was like two and a half or so when pio was born and she said like they bring pio home um and he's an infant and Matthew like has his mini hockey sticks ready to play. Like he didn't understand. Yet, that Pio's too li- oh, you're not ready. Too yet, like-
1: yeah, was too little to play with them, but Pio so needs that, a year to start walking and then like, maybe we can talk. <laughs> uh, they, they
2: play each other last year and in the third period, um, they get, they both end up in the box at the same time for high sticking each other. Um, at, at the same time. And, uh, you know, they get those penalties and they're going to the penalty boxes and like they're both laughing. And then, you know, they replay the penalty on the video board. And then suddenly Matthew doesn't think it's very funny because if you watch the video, P.O. definitely high sticked Matthew, but then P.O. hit himself in the face with his own stick. Matthew didn't high stick P.O. And uh, I, you know, I think the official just saw um, them both like holding their faces and was like, ah, both of you. Um, But yeah, so Matthew wasn't happy about that. And then (laughs) I talked to P.O. before we went to Halifax. And I was like, you know, playing your brother. And, you know, we talked about just the excitement of it. And I was like, you're going to stay out of the boxes this time. And he's like, oh, yeah, we're going to keep it clean. I don't want to give him stitches again. Um, And so, of course, because whenever they play each other, there's some kind of incident. Uh, The game in Halifax. Uh, So, second period. Matthew takes a shot. Pio blocks it with his ankle. It was a big shot. Uh, and then third period, Matthew's skating up the wing and you see Pio lining up for the hip check from like a mile away. Um, and he gets some, but Pio gets like the worst end of it and Pio ends up flat out of the ice. Uh, and then, yeah, we, we, we talked to uh, Pio after and he just tried to downplay it. He's like, oh yeah, it's hockey or whatever. But then, the next day, Pio's missing from practice, uh, day-to-day lower body injury. He was back at practice today, full contact, crisis averted. But I talked to him after. And I'm, you know, I asked how he's feeling. He said, totally fine, no issues. And I said, was that related to the shot you blocked by your brother? And he's like, yeah, it was. Uh, he <laughs> said, apologize. Yeah, so his brother took him out of practice for a day. Um, and after, so after the game We talked to Po. He said he thinks Matthew Did it on purpose and was aiming for the ankle uh, I, I, I can't Confirm that I didn't talk to Matthew oh, gosh. He said Matthew did Apologize uh, Afterward but uh, th- yeah, These games are my favorite When the Joseph brothers play each other I know they play each other um, I think the first time they do in the regular season This year it's December 23rd In Ottawa I'm mm-hmm. sure that'll be crazy uh, with all the family making the we trip to the need, top. Need a fight. Yeah. We need a fight. We need yeah. a, well, a fight. Yeah. <laughs> well, Pio told me that the one rule their mom gives them is no fights. Um, I guess she didn't say anything about high-sticking or taking a shot at his <laughs> ankle, but she said the one- Go
1: cross-check, like,
2: just don't fight. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> no, no fighting. Uh, Matthew told me last year, she's like, "I'm he's like, I'm pretty sure if we actually drop the gloves, like she would come down onto the ice and break it up. Uh, so they don't want their mom to embarrass them. so I don't think they're going <laughs> to drop the gloves, but- um, if you're watching this, YouTube, Facebook, you can leave comments and mm-hmm. questions and comments. We'll see if we can put them on screen.
1: Uh, we got another one right here. Let's see. Oh. Not there, uh, Ingrid Ritchie. Prediction on record through first 10 games and at the Christmas break. Okay, I am going to need to pull up a schedule here. So, big, <laughs> I will let you start.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean first 10 games, uh, I I think just with so much turnover over the summer, it's going to, I'm not going to call it a slow start. I think they're going to be over five. They're going to win more than they lose the first 10 games, but I think it'll be, it'll be closed.
1: Well, like like also like if Gensel's back, they're pretty dang healthy to start the season.
2: Yeah, that's, that's the big thing. That we just don't know. Um, We talked about it earlier. If you just said joining us, I, I think just where Gensel is now, and looking at the practice schedule, um, the rest of camp, I, I think he could be ready for the opener. If not the opener, maybe the next game in DC. Um, I, I mean, they, they open, I don't think their schedule's not that tough to start. I mean, they open against Chicago. Um, Chicago not going to be very good, but it is going to be like, right. you know, Pedard's first game. Um, they play a lot of the teams they play are not going to be, um,
1: Playoff teams. I'm going to go with seven and three. Seven. And I think three, that's six. pretty fair. And then once they move past that, they they have a three gamer. So their tenth, eleventh, and twelfth game games are uh San Jose, Anaheim, and Los Angeles. So like I, I feel like those are so like I. All right, another tip in the jar, but like the Sabres always do so well on those road trips because they're really young. I think the team is all together. I I don't know with an older roster, how that kind of affects you, but like, I think that those road trips are so hit or miss every single time. It's like you either bomb them or you, you know, it's like a trip with the guys, you know, you win the first one, you get to go to the hotel together hang out or get on the team plane either or that night and then you know kind of celebrate that and like keep basically the party and not like a real party but like keep the party going together so those can be so like hit or miss so then that almost takes you into you know mid-november there and uh just not a lot of like heavy hitters here at the beginning of the schedule
2: no, I mean, and even when you get into December, I mean, like they play like the Flyers back to back to to open December. Oh um, boy! Well, I mean, and back to that California trip beyond just the bonding and all. I mean, the Sharks are bad, um, and that's to they open. That <laughs> like,
1: they're gonna open. A How long is that uh, Eric Carlson a- video gonna be? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like an entire intermission.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some some teams are pretty lax with the with the with the videos. So like the I don't know what the Sharks like. What you I mean, like is that a the Carlson threshold is mean. it is, but like so the Penguins they only do videos um, if you win a cup. I don't know. Is that the rule? That's the rule. Um, that's the rule. So if you don't win a cup, you don't get a video. So you, like it doesn't matter how long you've you've been, you'll get like maybe a little. You put. Player on the on the board uh, on the video board. Welcome back, so and so.
1: But yeah, no, we get a little applause. video applause. Yeah. So uh, you know, no video yeah. for Derek Broussard. No
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Christmas break. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not gonna give a record because I don't know how many games that is, but I think they'll be in like a playoff position. Uh, I don't know. I feel weird calling it a playoff position at that point in the season. Mm-hmm. But, like, you look in the standings, I think they'll be uh, they'll be up there to start. Uh, and, I mean, that all depends if they stay healthy, too, right? right. Like, if Tristan Jari goes down, you know, in October that's and terrible. he's out for a while, then that's – and this is the Pittsburgh Penguins we're talking about. So, uh, I feel like they're going to suffer a long-term injury to somebody notable – first month of the season
1: because that's what they do that's but. what tends to happen especially with an older roster where everybody's our age i mean <laughs> um, sorry, don't to okay. want you into that i am older but uh real quick just a little bit on the roster moves uh from today taylor like what what do you think is the uh what, what's what's been the most surprising to you Honestly, nothing.
2: Uh, yeah. like, I mean we have, we have questions on, like they asked moves, to, like like Dennis here says, you know, the Nylander wave wave shocked him.
1: I really yeah. didn't Hi
2: think Dennis it, <laughs> I, didn't, too. I didn't think uh, it was that surprising. I mean, you look at the way Nylander finished last season, sure, like he fit in fine. But then you look at just the spots available now. And even when you take into account that they're going to try to carry a 13th forward, I don't think Nylander is one of the top 13 forwards um, in camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think he's going to have any problem clearing. Uh, I mean, he cleared last year fine. I, I know like the Ty Smith going on waivers. It was like, oh, disaster. They're going to lose him for nothing. Dubis, he should have tried to trade him. And then he clears no problem, and of course they weren't going to try to trade him because any other team can look at the roster and see that he wasn't going to stick, and he's going to go on waivers. And then you have there's no leverage with these kinds of guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, really zero surprises um, from the moves. Uh, like today, they sent out Avery Hayes. He's on an AHL contract. He was just up for another like look. He's trying to earn an NHL deal. Rem Pitlick. Really didn't stand out in camp, but him, uh, he makes 1100000 million. Couldn't afford him. Uh, he, and he's not, even if they could, he's not better than really a, a bunch of the 700, 800,000 range guys. Um, Sam Pullian, I thought he had a good camp. Uh, I was impressed with him in the preseason games he played. But they I think, you know, he just missed like four months last season when he took that break for mental health reasons. Right. Uh, it's just, I think, best for him to go down to Wilkes-Barre, and get big minutes, um, playing first line center. I think, Poulin. maybe we, if there's a spot that opens up, we see him come up later in the year, and then he competes for a full-time spot following season, right? When Jeff Curry, exactly, likely that's gone, yeah he, likely gone. He, he yeah, no way, <laughs> <laughs> Ron Hirschstall's gone. Um, uh, Valtteri Pustin, and he was another guy that, uh, I, he was maybe in consideration for those spots, but he just didn't really stand out too much in camp. Mm-hmm. And also, I, he, as for like a bottom six role, he's just not the best option. Um, if he's going to break in the NHL, it's going to be in a, in a, in a bottom six capacity and then he works his way up, but he's just not there yet. Um, And then uh, they also sent Xavier Ulaydown, defenseman. He missed most of last season with an injury. Veteran, he was never really competing for a spot. Ty Smith, we already talked about, plays on the left side. Not comfortable on the right. They're not comfortable with him on the right. Really hasn't played right at all at the pro level. Mm -hmm. So I mean, you look at the left. You got Ryan Graves, Marcus Pedersen, Pia Joseph. He's just not better than any of them. And you don't want to keep him around as the seventh because ideally your seventh would be uh, some of the Clayboe's size, like a Mark Friedman. That's not him. And then um, Andreas Janssen, super underwhelming camp, I thought. Not surprising. They put him on waivers today. Unikopinen, I don't think he was ever – he was never really in consideration for his spot. I mean, he played in the AHL last year in Providence. Um, And then later on waivers. I don't think they lose any of those guys, so – uh that's, that's so nothing too
1: shocking, nothing too shocking.
2: nothing to shocking at all. um we have uh another like we thoughts on Po camp talked about yeah. that I mean the i I don't think he had a bad camp um I just don't think after last year you want him playing like four or five minutes to start like we said next mm-hmm.
1: year. yeah, get him a sign. um.
2: But uh, he didn't have he didn't didn't show any signs of being set back by taking that time off, which I think is all that matters.
1: That is a big thing. So, yeah, there and there will be the room the following season. So Yeah. We'll take maybe
2: three more and then quick wrap this up. Oh, we can <laughs> still take them. Okay. Yeah. What's the deal? I yeah, yeah.
1: think he makes the top 7D over a guy like Friedman. Thanks. Thanks, Ramblin' Man for contributing <laughs> to our show too.
2: Yeah. Uh, I I thought he's had an okay camp. Um, I think the early preseason games he had a couple of uh, mistakes. I want to say the first game he played, a turnover that led directly to a goal. Um, but He's shown an ability to play both sides. I think right now the seventh uh, defenseman job is between him and Friedman. I think I would still give the edge to Friedman because mm-hmm. the coaching staff is more comfortable with him. Um, it seems like, but um, I think that's one of the last remaining can battles and which is for the seventh defenseman, it's like not gonna make or break break the team. <laughs> uh, I think what I mean whatever one doesn't get it, you're putting them on waivers, sending them on to Bolksberry. I don't think they lose either one. Uh we got another one here.
1: Do you think Big Z has a chance to stick? Big what a nickname? Z. Big Z.
2: <laughs> Big Z uh Big Z. Uh yeah He's right now my pick for e- either the 13th Ford or the um, fourth line, the, the one really winged spot that, that's open. Um, he's he normally don't. I know people think is like a young player. Like when they talk about like, oh, they need Penguins need to get younger, play a guy like Zahortan. He's 27. Um, that's not that young. But I think he has the ability to play up and down a lineup and he, uh, I think if you sit him, you know, as a 13th, 40, he's, um, he's fine. All right. We got time for one more.
1: All right. Any update on Pizik? Uh, he made a good impression through the start of camp and we heard the long-term injury update. Can they sign him and place him on long-term long-term IR, to gain the cap space or just release him? That's from Richard.
2: Yeah. Um, so, no real estate other than lower body, long-term uh, injury. Uh, haven't seen him skating at all. I, I haven't seen him around the rink. He could be around. I am not. I wouldn't be able to tell you. Um, so, yeah, he's still in the PTO, not under contract. You could sign him and so there's long-term IR. Long-term IR doesn't get rid of his cap hit. It gives you a new upper limit. You don't really want to be using long-term IR because mm-hmm. you, don't, you don't bank unused cap space when you're using long-term IR. But there's this thing called season opening IR, um, and there's all these qualifiers to be able to, to use it. The injury has to happen off-season training or camp. The guy has to have played under 50 NHL games the previous season, and he has to be on a two-way contract. So Pissick didn't play at all last season because he tore his Achilles in Detroit. Setback, wasn't going to play. Don't know if this injury is related to that. No way knowing. He was skating, playing in the preseason. Um, Seemed fine. But so you sign him to a two-way contract, um, which doesn't allow him to go down to Wolves without waivers. That's only a matter of pay, but you need it to use season-opening IR. If you do that, he fits all the other rules because this injury happened in preseason. Mm-hmm. You put him on season opening IR, you can carry him around, no cap hit, wouldn't be an issue. Um so I and then maybe he could be the seventh defenseman too, because he can play either side. you right, like a Chad just,
1: Yeah, big advantage. Yeah.
2: hmm I would do that. Um, so I mean it again, we don't really know what the injury is. But if it's something that's gonna keep him out a long time, um might not be an option but uh i guess that's something we'll have to wait and see uh to see what they do with that so
1: this is fun well we had a yeah we this is our first uh time taking questions and uh so that was really fun it was really nice to kind of communicate with you all and so hopefully the next time we do that we're, we're gonna bring on some more guests for you coming forward uh, moving forward but uh didn't have one today and uh you know we wanted to hear from you we wanted to chat with you guys so uh that was a lot of fun uh, good call big t proud of you yeah we should we should do this like once a month uh i, I think, think so too to keep
2: yeah kind of kinda is a
1: way to you know bring everybody else in so <laughs> thanks so much for joining for another episode of podcasts on fifth ave with taylor haas i'm julia pelusi have a good one